So hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough, brought to you uh, from the Northern Echo with myself, Scott Wilson, and my fellow Northern Echo Borough writer, Dom Shaw. Hiya, Dom. Hiya, mate. All right. Yeah, not so bad. We're uh, we're getting nearer now, aren't we? It feels like, uh, what, just over a couple of weeks away now, it's getting near to the proper stuff. We are indeed. I had the um, my first taste of Borough pre-season on Wednesday night at Rotherham. I didn't tell you actually on the phone when we spoke this morning, we... Very, very nearly got locked in. Oh, at the New that's, York that's a classic pre-season of that, isn't it? It was like a desperate dash after like four or five locked doors. All the lights are out. And then you suddenly start to think, hold on, we yeah. might be in a spot of bother here. Anyway, in the end, some security bloke who was stuffing his face with a sausage roll came while we were rescuing. He wasn't, he wasn't too pleased to see us. He clearly thought we'd gone, but... Uh, <laughs> We got out. That was. Do you know the, Do you know the nearest I've ever been to being locked in a football ground? And this is going to be. This is this is straight away. Whatever the football equivalent of name dropping is, this is it. The, the Millennium Stadium after Borough won the Carlin Cup. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because they obviously won it, and we had a supplement to hastily pull together. So uh, there was a couple of us down there, and we were rattling out, rattling out till you know they were literally turning the lights off, but. How it used to be, I don't know if it still is at the Millennium Stadium, because I haven't been for a while, but it used to be that the press room was all on one side, but then where the players and everyone came to for their interviews was completely the other side of the stadium. Right. And there were various bits, if you imagine it, to stop you getting round, there was various gates that they could, they could lock at various junctures to stop you getting back. <laughs> so we were just staying over the other side doing our work. And yeah, my goodness, I think we had to get out on the pitch eventually to actually find a way through, but that was the nearest. It's no bad thing, though, is it? Having to wander over the Millennium, the Millennium Stadium. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that was that, uh, that bit. I, I like Rotherham. I like going to Rotherham. I like New York Stadium. But if you're going to be locked in a ground, I think I'd rather be locked in the Millennium. It's than, better than the New York Stadium in mid July. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that brings us right round to it. So let, let's get into it. I mean, as ever, um, thanks very much for watching. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, send us any questions that you've got. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, um, then do the same there. Obviously, subscribe and it'll drop in uh, to your podcast basket whenever we do a new one of these. We're going to be doing two a week once the season gets up and running. Um, but speaking of the season getting up and running, we, we've had, what, three pre-season games now. The, the, the Hartlepool and York doubleheader. Um, and then, as you say, Rotherham on Wednesday night. And it's probably Rotherham on Wednesday night that, that, that's the one we'll hone in on most. That, 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 you know, probably the one that tells us the most. So, A... How did you find it? And B, you know, what, if anything, have we learned about the new signings and, and about the way things are maybe shaping up ahead of the season post-Rotherham, do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think when you look at that first, the, the, the first half team, especially that Michael Carrick named, and it was by no means full strength because if you were going to, if you were going to name Carrick's team for the starting eleven from the squad he's got now tomorrow, you'd have Riley McGree in there, for example, wouldn't you? And you'd, yeah. you'd have Dale Fry in there alongside. Tuber, obviously. Yeah, Tuber as well. So, so it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't full strength. But, but, but his team in the first half, in particular, was senior and strong. Um, and in the first half, Borough were really good. There was kind mm. of a, a higher intensity than what you'd normally see in pre-season. And yeah. um, I mean, they didn't. They, you know, they gave Rotherham the run around, and they should have scored four or five. I mean, Morgan yeah. Rogers could have had a hat trick. I thought, you know, I was talking to the to the lad Matt who, who covered Blackpool last season a couple of weeks back when Borough signed Rogers, and he was telling me that Rogers did play up front for Blackpool, but but he's a winger. 
you know, he's a winger by trade. That's where he's most comfortable. Um, and I don't doubt that. But 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 he looked good leading the line last night. All but, you know, he should he should have had a, he should have helped himself to a few goals, although you had yeah. In goal for Rotherham was really good, but there was no shortage of positives. Hackney bossed it in the middle. Thought yeah. Colton was really good on the left, linked up well with Silva. Yeah, well, we'll come to the left back situation in a minute, but yeah, it's, he's right back in the thick of it, isn't he? Yeah, and 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 then obviously Martin Piero's first inclusion in in fifteen months, um, which we can talk about in more length, I'm sure. But he, he you know, it's it's hard to come into it, isn't it, for the first time? It is it's his first outing of the summer. Obviously, he was given an extended break after his loan spell with Boca Juniors. Um, mm-hmm. He was neat and tidy in the number ten role. It'll be interesting to see how things progress there. And then, obviously, in the second half, Borough made changes. The, the the worst still, it was a younger team. The likes of Jack Stott, who was really impressive. Um, yeah. Hannah at the back, um, Terrell Aguiman at right back, who looked solid there, although he wasn't tested defensively. But then, you know, Matt Crooks, Marcus Force, Dale Fry, Riley McGree. And although the intensity dropped in the second half, it was still a stroll in the park, really, for yeah. Burley. I know you can't read in the friendlies, but you wouldn't have guessed watching that it was two teams in the in same the division, which I, I guess, you know, it's either promising from Borough's perspective, worrying from Rotherham's perspective, a bit of both or neither, if you want to. Or ugly So let's yeah. focus in on the new signings then. So would you say Rogers impressed you the most? I think so. I was looking forward to see Vandenberg. So you 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 watched Vandenberg at the weekend. Um, uh, no, I was at Pools and he didn't play. Sorry, you were at Pools and he played Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Vandenberg, um, but he the defense just weren't weren't troubled, and it was a yeah. it was a stroll for him really. Rogers looked really sharp, um, ran the channels well, gave poor Grant Hall a run around, um, and 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 linked up well with Piero and Jones and Silvera. Silvera mm-hmm. looked right on the left. I thought obviously got his goal, took that well, and, and linked yeah. up well, and linked up well with Coulson. Um, and 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 Senny Dieng and Tom Glover, who obviously played forty five minutes each, again like Glover made one good save in the first half in a, a rare Rotherham attack. Um, yeah. But other than that, they they didn't have anything to do. So, in terms of the the, the younger lads that we've seen in pre season, then you know, obviously, I as I say, I, I was at pools where quite a few of the younger lads played, and it was a, it was a, it was it was a nasty old night. It was lashing down with rain. Uh, as ever at the Vic, it was freezing cold. Yeah, you rang me at uh, ten o'clock. It was obviously, yeah, there was a, a lot of changes with it being the first game. But I, I thought, if anything, a number of the younger lads probably missed their opportunity there to really catch the eye and impress. I thought, I thought Angiamang actually. It's funny you said that because he played kind of holding midfield in the game at pools, and I thought he looked pretty good in patches, um, but in a very defensive role. Funny enough, I thought it was when he strode forward that he actually looked better than when he was doing the defensive side of it. But, I mean, in terms of the younger lads, as I say, we'll get on to Coulson and, and the likes in a minute, but of the real young lads, is there anyone who you think's really put themselves forward? I'm not sure as yet. Stott was brilliant um, right. on Wednesday night in the second half. He 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 did what Hackney did in the first half, just completely ran it. And and he had a hand in the second goal, kind of drop of a shoulder and and... and then drove through a gap and picked out Hoppy yeah. and found Gilbert, created something from nothing really. Now I'm not I'm not suggesting that Stott will be will be first team ready. 
Um, but you look at him, they might well look at him and think, right, he's ready for a year now on loan, for a loan. Um, yeah. somewhere. And it's interesting because I was at Darlington Borough in the 21s on Tuesday night and had a chat with Alan Armstrong, the, the Darlington boss afterwards. And Armstrong was chatting about Borough's youngsters because he knows a fair few of them from his time coaching at Borough. And, and he was saying, you know, you, you know, when you come up against the Borough team that they're going to move the ball really yeah. well because they're all yeah. so well coached but but he said you know I remember this time last year when we played the under 21s and Hayden Hackney was in the the 21s team yeah it just shows doesn't it how quickly things can change um yeah. now I'm not for one minute suggesting that that Stott is going to do a Hackney and be a and be a first team player but he's the one who caught the eye and I, I do wonder you know Carrick talks doesn't he about finding that balance with the young players and whether certain individuals it's right for a loan now or right to have them in with the first team or right to leave them with the 21s I, I think Stott's one of those who'll be at the forefront of the thoughts and you know right what's what's best for him now and just quickly on, on the subject of Darlow Borough's under 21s won 3-2 there and Dan yeah. Nakaruma apologies if I'm if I'm mispronouncing that but the lad the sign from Leighton Orient yes. this year, he scored two goals and um he's he's raw but there's, you know, there's definitely something there. Definitely it's, looks like there's something there. It's yeah, interesting. he's strong and he took his goals well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he progresses as well. You touched on Piero there. I mean, obviously, you know, there's been understandably quite a lot of interest in terms of him coming back. Obviously, had the year back at Boca, um, which seems to have inspired Burr's new away kit, which we'll yeah, make, yeah. make, make yeah, You're a big fan, aren't you? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I know it's had mixed reviews. I like it. But anyway, um, I had the year at Boca. Boca had the option to sign him, didn't. So he's come back. Um, and obviously, it's where are we now with Martin Piero? Because, you know, a lot of excitement when he first came off the back of the Argentina at the World Cup, etc. You know, didn't work for him. I think we all know that. Certainly didn't really work under Warnock. Absolutely didn't work under Wilder, who sent him out as quickly as he could. Um, but... It feels like his skill set is better suited to Michael Carrick. Certainly feels like it's better suited to the way that Carrick's got Borough playing as opposed to how Warnock or Wilder had them playing. So, you know, does that mean Martin Piero is now banging the mix for the first team next season, either starting or, or being on the bench for that opening game of the season in a couple of weeks' time? Or are we jumping the gun a bit there? What What do you think? Uh I, th I think that feels like a jump at this stage to, to say he's banging the mix. But, but, but what I do, what I would say is I think I think he'll be he'll certainly be given the opportunity over the next couple of weeks to to stake his claim. Um, you know we know that Bocker obviously didn't take the option up on 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 uh, making Piero's loan permanent, but mm -hmm. he's still going into the final twelve months of his deal at this stage. You'd still say that his future is uncertain, and and I completely agree that. Um, Carrick does look better suited to getting a tune out of Piero as opposed to, to Warnock and Wilder. And yet, if you look at the facts, um, if he's going to play in midfield, then he's going to break in ahead of Johnny Housen, Hayden Hackney, um, Dan Barlesa, and possibly one more. We've talked at length, haven't we, yeah. about the, the fact Borough are likely to try and bring in a midfielder. Uh, if he's going to play number 10, then as things stand, he's got the small matter of displacing Tuber Akpom. So yeah. I think first things first, it, it still looks a big ask for him to get in the team. But that said, you know, last year at varying stages, you wouldn't have thought that Akpom had gone to do what he's yeah. doing or, or, or Hackney. Um, it, 
it still feels to me that um, it it feels more probable that he moves on. I think than he becomes a a, a regular first team player just because of the fact he's moving in the last twelve months of his contract. The fact that you know we know that Borough were, were you know there was an expectation for the bulk of last season that he was going to leave. Um, and 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 although he's never been given a a, a prolonged spell in the team. It's we've seen flashes, haven't we? Rather than anything concrete, oh, yeah. could establish himself. What What do you reckon? I, 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 I get the feel. I think that. So, I think the notion of Borough being able to sell him for any kind of reasonable amount of money to recoup <coughs> anything like what they paid for him is probably that ship's probably sealed. Given that he's been to Boca, they have said no. So I think if that's your mindset, I, I just wonder if Burrow thinks, you know what, let's give it till January. Let, let's have him in and around the first team squad till January. And he either kicks on and, and becomes a valuable asset and then we'll have a think about contract talks in January or it becomes abundantly clear that it, it's not right, it's not going to work, in which case you sell him in January and all right, his, his value is prob- probably goes down a little bit from where it's at now. But... I don't think Borough are going to get big money for him now, whatever. No. So I could see the rationale in that because, yeah, you're right. They'll have a look at him in two weeks. Michael Carrick will get a good idea of, of where he's at and what he can offer. But you're not going to learn everything in that period, are you? And I think there's maybe an argument. Give it till January. Have a look at him. See. And then if you are cutting your losses in January, you're probably not losing an awful lot compared to what you get now. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I'm I'm not going to um, dip into the big bag of cliches and say it could be like a new signing, but but he's he's still very much a mystery in that I don't really know an awful lot more about him now than when Borough first signed him. In that we've we've clearly seen flashes, and 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 he played mostly as a midfield player, hasn't he? In the games he's yeah. played, um, but 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 you can't, you, you know, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be able to say now that oh, he fits in brilliantly in that role or that role yeah. because because it's only flashes that we've seen and and, okay. and and even if he does get the chance to stay and 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 you know you would well expect that he's likely to feature it or get more minutes under his belt against Real Betis on Saturday um you know one big obstacle first things first is getting in that team now obviously yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with Chuba Akpom but 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 if and it's a big if he was to move on this summer well you know, you'd edge your bets on Borough replacing him or looking to oh, replace yeah. him rather than rather than thinking, well, we've got Piero to... I guess what he does give you is a little bit of cover there that Borough maybe haven't had an awful lot. You know, they have plenty of players who could play as a 10 if Tuba was to get an injury, but most of them would be better in a different position. You know, you think of a McGree or a Force, who, you know, who undoubtedly could play as a 10. Um, you would imagine Rodgers, who you've just talked about, could play as a 10. Um, Gilbert probably could play as a 10. Um, Piero's another one in that category, I think. So maybe a little bit of valuable cover. Now, the other player who's obviously returned is, is Coulson, who you touched on there. And he seems a more obvious one that you definitely want in the squad next season. You know, A, given the fact that, you know, Borough still haven't got a fullback tied up. We'll talk about Giles in a minute. You know, that deal's been up and down all over in the summer. Sometimes it's looked on, sometimes it's looked off. At the minute, it, it kind of looks on again. Um, but even if he arrives, the fact that Boller's gone, um, obviously, to Turkey, you'd think that Coulson will be a valuable member of that squad if he's anywhere like. And I know we're only going off one, you know, fairly meaningless friendly game. But from what you were saying, he certainly he certainly looked up to it 
in the week. Yeah, because I, I think, and I, I put this to Michael Carrick when we spoke to him after the game, he's, he's the type of left-back Carrick like, yeah. isn't he? Um, and, and nothing against Mark Bowler, because as we've talked about when he, he was kind of solid and reliable, but he was more of a left-back, wasn't he? A defender than a, than a left-wing-back. And I think, although you know we know that strengthening at left-back remains a priority as, as well as bringing in a, a striker or two, and obviously Ryan Giles is still a leading target, um, I, I think I think Carrick will look at Coulson as as um, good cover at the least. Really, um, yeah. we know if Giles comes in, that's going to be his that's going to be his spot, isn't it? But but I do think Coulson fits well. He's, he he likes to get forward, doesn't he? Um, he's he's twenty five now, which is Kind of remarkable, isn't it? Because you still yeah. think of him as a young lad and character yeah. saying he's, he's a senior player now. Um, but he did his chances no harm on, on Wednesday night. Uh, you know, he, he set up the opening goal, linked up well with Silvera, um, made a good block in, in Rotherham had kind of won the first attack, actually, and, and, and Colson covered well and made a good block. Um, so, yes, we know that bringing in a left-back, whether it's Giles or not, is 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 going to happen in all probability before the start of the season. But, yeah, I think Coulson is is the type of player who, who will be a useful a useful squad player this mm. season. Um, so, on Giles then, as I say, it's been off and on and on and off and off and on and on again. Um, the news or the, the soundings from the Midlands in the last 24 hours is that Wolves are pushing quite hard now to sign Aaron Cresswell from West Ham. Um that would then give them four left backs on their books. So, um, you know, clearly there's room for manoeuvre there. I mean, where do you feel it's at? Having felt a week and a half ago that the, the sound in some walls was that Giles probably wouldn't be going, it now sounds like having had another week of watching things, Lopetegui seems much more of the view that actually I need a new left back. And you've got to think that that would then place massive question marks over Giles's future there, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, the suggestion seems to be that Cresswell, who's 33, I think, is going to come in. And then it'd be Cresswell and Hugo Bueno, who's, who I think is 20. Um, yeah. Who'd kind of be left to battle for the left-back spot. And I I guess the thinking there is, you know, Bueno is clearly highly rated there. But 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 if a full, full season as first-choice left-back might be deemed a bit much, then you've got... Yeah. The experienced um, player alongside him, and and you don't need three left backs, do you? They've got Altnori as well. Although I think the suggestion seems to be that he'll go out on loan, which yeah. which which obviously leaves Giles. And 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 again, the, the suggestion at that end seems to be that it'll be a permanent exit. And it does feel like kind of now's the time, isn't it? For if if Giles is going to break into the team, then surely it's now on the back of last season. And if he isn't, and Wolves are going to sell him, then equally now feels like the time to let him go, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, which obviously then begs the question: Will it be Borough who, who win the race wow. to signing? Because Luton have been in, in yeah. earlier in the summer. But I, mean, I guess that's where you've got to hope that the experience of last season and you know the past clearly did enjoy it. He clearly, you know, got a lot out of working with Carrick. Borough feel, you know feel surely like the club are going to be up there challenging again this season. You'd like to think that there's a lot of boxes ticked there that, that you know, all things being equal, Borough would have a really good chance of getting that deal done. Yeah, and we asked Carrick about it on Wednesday night and that, that story is going online on, um, on Friday morning, first thing, and, and obviously it'll be in the it'll be in the paper as well. Um, and Carrick, you know, kind of being Carrick, didn't give much yeah. away. But you know, he certainly didn't rule out 
the, yeah. uh, the chances of, of Giles coming back. So it feels like, doesn't it? We've been talking about it for what, a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're, we're going to have clarity on the matter one way or another in the next week or so, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does. It does. Now, will we get clarity in the next week or so over Tuba? Um, I mean, it, you know, obviously we haven't seen him yet in pre-season. All kinds of conspiracy theories flying around on social media. Our understanding and certainly Michael Carrick's on the record stuff is that, you know, there is a genuine injury there. They don't want to take any risk, which is understandable. It's still fairly early in pre-season. They still hope to see something of him in pre-season, although whether that'll be enough to get him in the starting lineup for the first actual game of the season, time will tell. But, um, I mean, is there any reason to be alarmed here or, or, or are we just kind of, as we were, just with a player who is carrying a knock? Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to be alarmed about the injury. Like, like you said there, the, the genuine, you know, the, the, all the talk. I haven't heard anything to suggest that the, the, the injury talk is not genuine. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he picked up the knee injury either in the last day of last season or, or, or certainly in one of the last games of the of the season. Um, first things first, from a football perspective, you, you, Carrick wants him in, doesn't he? Because you, mm. you're what, a couple of weeks away from the start of the season now and last season's best player hasn't trained all. Well, so you would imagine that if, he, if, if, if we don't game. see him against either Betis or Bradford, it's starting to look unlikely that he's going to start that first game because then you, even, if he, even if he can do half an hour against Auxerre, he's had a really, really limited amount of training time then to pitch him straight in for that first game. So I think you'd want to see him at least play some part in one of these next two games, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and there's been no suggestion that he's he's in training yet, has there? Um, no. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, you're only you're only a couple of weeks off now. So first things first, you, you obviously want him get him back on the pitch, and then obviously there's the there's the contract situation again. We we talked to Carrick about that after the game on Wednesday night, and those quotes will be will be online in the next couple of days. Um, but Carrick, you know, said he's he's our top scorer. He's, he was he was last season's star man. Obviously, he wants him on the pitch and wants him yeah. wants him wants him playing for the club. And for all for all, obviously, Akpom is moving into the last year of his deal now. There hasn't been an awful lot of speculation, has there? Or links? No, of no, interest. Not been one where you're aware of agents, you know, seeing this, seeing that, bringing him about and putting him. Yeah, yeah, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't seen or heard anything of that, and and I don't think that's just us. I think that's the general case because, like you say, there haven't been clubs constantly being linked with him this summer, so it doesn't feel like you know a, 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 a sudden transfer or anything that's likely to happen. But obviously. That's going to be the one that you, you, you're kind of waiting and wondering about all the way till the end of August, isn't it? And we talked, didn't we, last week about contracts. And and since then, Dale Fry signed a new deal. Yeah. Um, Josh Coburn signed a new deal, which leaves Paddy McNair, who's been linked. There's been a few clubs linked there, hasn't there? Leicester, Leeds, Luton. Yeah. And, and obviously, Tuba. And, and Tuba's the one, isn't it, where... Um, it, it's far too early to be a distraction, but while that's in the background, you know, Carrick will get repeatedly asked about it. Yeah. Won't it? It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll repeatedly be a, a talking point. It does feel like that kind of wants resolving one way or another before the season, doesn't it? You don't want that to run into January, February, for example. Do you? No, because like you say, if the transfer window shuts and there's been no suggestion that contract talks have even really started in, in earnest, then then yeah, that you know that will be a talking point all the way through the first half of the season ahead of January, which which you know if, if he's not going to sign would then be your last chance to to sell for any meaningful amount of money. So 
Um, and you mentioned injuries there. I mean, I mean, the other thing, Johnny Housen, obviously captain, hasn't played yet. He's He's got a niggle. Um, Carrick said that because obviously he had injury at the end of last season. He did start. Yeah. He did. He did start pre-season, but then picked up a, an injury. So it's not just a continuation of the one yeah. from last year. Paddy McNair has got an Achilles injury. Obviously, Corburn. Um, yeah. So I know it's part and parcel in it of pre-season and, and stepping up, but there are a few question marks, aren't there, with the with the season mm-hmm. cost approaching? Yeah, definitely. Over who. You know, not not just who's going to be available for that first game, but who's going to be at a point in their fitness journey, if you like, where Carrick thinks, right, I'm ready to start them. You, you know, like I say, if we go another week down the line and in these next two friendlies, there's still no Housen, still no McNair, then you you would start to be thinking, well, you know, there's every chance Borough will have to be going without them in the first game of the season. So what we've got, we've got three friendlies left, haven't we? We've got the best game at Chesterfield. Um, Bradford next midweek, and then the Orcs there home game. Um, I mean, do you think, obviously, the, the next two, you would imagine, will still be mix and match. That Orcs there game, some managers, the week before the start of the season, really like to play their team, don't they? And, and it's pretty obvious that that's the team, all things being equal, that's going to start the next game. Some managers will continue mix and match and right the way through and and almost right off all pre-season matches and say, we just start when we start. Obviously, we don't know with Carrick because he wasn't here last preseason. What, what, what do you think? Do you, do you think the team that starts against Orgs, they all, thing be, all things being equal, will be, will be as near as possible to, to what's going to start when the real action begins? I, I think I think it's more um, I think it's more likely to take shape, isn't it, over the course of the next week? Carrick said on Wednesday night that it wasn't about kind of who started; it was all about the minutes, yeah. basically, and why he obviously played a forty-five for for the two different teams, but for the two different halves. Sorry, but um, that that first half team, with the exception of you know probably putting Fry in for Vandenberg at this stage, and obviously you think McGree would be in the starting eleven on yeah. the first day of the season. Um, you put Fry and McGree in there, and as things stand at the minute, probably force as well, actually. As things stand at the minute with players fit, um, you're probably not a million miles away from the team you'd that might you'd, be there. Yeah. From the team you'd pick. Yeah. So I suspect it might well it might well take shape. You're at Betty's and, and Bradford. And you would think oh, wouldn't you? Well, I, I wish I was at Betty's. I'm a yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'd have been. Yes, I'm, I'm at the game. Let's put it like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm at I'm at the Betters game, and I'm at Bradford, and then you're at uh, doing the Orgs A game. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. You, you, the other thing you'd think, as I said, the, the kind of intensity was pretty high in the first half against Rotherham. You, you'd think, although it's obviously nowhere near the competitive standard, it it does get increasingly um, kind of faster and better, doesn't it? As yeah. as the as the summer moves on, so. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, I would imagine the Bradford game would be the most intense one because I suspect Hughes will want them pretty much bang at it as their big main game before the start of their season. Betis, you often wonder with these kind of you know overseas clubs on trips based there, how you know how um how at it are they going to be? Probably the same to a degree might be true of Auxerre. The, the overseas clubs tend to be a week behind at least the English clubs because their seasons tend to start that week later, certainly if they're top flight. Which obviously they are. So, yeah, I I think the Bradford one might be the most like a competitive game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think um, I think I think that'll be a good game. And there's some there's some former Borough lads in their team. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, he's yeah. one of them. Obviously, came through came through the ranks at Borough. Harry Chapman was there 
last season is Brad Halliday there as well, I think. Obviously, Adam Clayton was there last year before he he went to Rochdale. Yeah. Um, so, and just one other thing which we haven't mentioned, obviously, since we last did a bit, there's been a bit of transfer news. Liam Roberts out and yes. Jamie Jones in. The goalkeeper overhaul continues. Continue, we, suspect, yeah. we suspect that's probably going to be it, wouldn't it, with keepers now this summer? Got to be, yeah. yeah, it's got to be. a movement in and out. Otherwise, they'll be starting to sell ones they've only just bought. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good move for Roberts, isn't it, Barnsley? Yes. Yeah, he, he needed, he, you know, he, he needed to... He needed to get away, and I, I, to be honest, I think we said, didn't we, in the in the last vid, that, that there was every chance that Roberts would be going because he's, you know, he's not at a stage of his career where he wants to sit and be third choice, which is what he was looking at. So, so yeah, um, yeah, I think he'll do he'll do pretty well there. So, so let's end them with kits. What do we think? I like it. I like the away kit. I know, I know. There's been a. I thought when I first saw it, I thought oh, that'll go down really well. People like that. I've seen more negative than positive about it, which I'm surprised at, really. it's You know, home kits have to look a certain way, don't they? Away kits, you've always got that little bit more leeway with. It is a bit different to what Borough normally wear. Obviously, the, the blue and the yellow, if you haven't seen it, um, it's on our website now. Um, you'll, you'll see it in the next couple of days if you haven't. Um, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, it's it, bocker, isn't it? But okay, you, you yeah, mentioned it. Yeah. You mentioned it at the start, the vid, the first thing you see. I, I, like, I like the central badge. Um mm. I, I don't know why, but you know that's always something, something I like. And um, thing about the the Middlesbrough, the Eremus and and the, and the Middlesbrough logo in the inside collar again. Like I know you can't see that, but I like I like the little touches like that. It was like a few yeah. years ago when they had the Catlin Kane lyrics on. Um, yes, was that yes. On the inside, the back. Hercules, that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I like I I love blue and black striped Borough away kit like right. that. I know, it, I know, it's not going to happen, but yeah. I'd love every year Borough to have the blue love and black. That. Yeah, it's funny how it's funny how isn't it when you see a kit, certain players jump in. I was mind. just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. who springs to mind then if I say the blue and black? Emerson. When I say the blue and white, you remember the sky blue and white one? Yeah. Um, Gaza springs to mind in Gaza. In, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've yeah. seen a few compare this one to obviously not, not in colours, but just in style. But remember the purple and white away yeah. one? That'll have been probably late 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Um, at first, I wasn't. My, my first glance was, you know, I wasn't 100% sure. But the more I look at it, the more I like it. Um, well, it's one of them, isn't it? If they, if they, um, if they win the title wearing it, Wherever towards the end of next season, it'll it'll be remembered as an all time classic. And if 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 Borough finish mid table this season and they wear it ten times and lose seven of them, then it'll it'll be consigned to the dustbin of kit history. But um, yeah, that's yeah, it. I, know, I don't mind it. it. I, I've got to imagine, having not seen two. You know, let's see what the, you, you, sometimes it changes when you see them actually playing it. But at the minute, I prefer it to the home one. Yeah. Um... And I'm, I'm, I want to get my little lad one actually for when we go away. And I was waiting to see what the away one was like um, before before taking the plunge. I think I'll go the away. I'm going to get him the Gisborough Town shirt because we live in Gisborough, so that's the local shirt. And uh, and yeah, I think I'll go the Borough away as well. Ah, oh, there you go, beautiful. Well, I've got two girls, and all they want is dance gear. So until Middlesbrough bring out a ballet outfit or a. Um, <laughs> You won't be going to club shop. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Leotard. Then uh, I'll, I'll be no good, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. So you're at you're at Chesterfield on yes. um, 
on Saturday. We'll obviously have have live coverage. Yeah, we'll have the full the full normal shebang, live blogs, um, you know, report, bit of analysis, some reaction from from Carrick and hopefully one of the players after the game, and then it'll be the same at Bradford in the week, and then like we say, you're doing the Air game, and then we'll have a week, and the real business uh, will will continue. I think the plan is. At some point in the week leading up to the start of the season, we're going to do a live one of these. So hopefully get some thoughts and some live questions. We'll bill it, you know, quite early in advance. So hopefully we can get it at a time that suits people and, and we can have a bit of live interaction and everything. Um, and then we'll probably also look to get at least one more guest in before the season gets underway once once things get formalised a bit more. But for now, uh, thanks for watching. As I say, like, subscribe, send us your comments, give us any thoughts, uh, keep in touch. Hopefully, um, log on when we're covering the games in this next week or so. And we'll be back next week with another You Are My Borough.